Welcome to Frankly Speaking. With Mayor B. I'm Frank Pezzanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us as we delve even deeper into our series, The Hills Have Size, where we discuss the MTV show, The Hills, the world's fakest reality programming. <laughs> Yet our favorite. Our favorite, yes. Um, so today we're talking about season three, episode 28, which is the season finale. Woo! Although, if you guys are following on Amazon for whatever reason, it's season it's episode twenty nine because That's they split one of the episodes that was actually an hour into two. Yeah, but it's really episode twenty eight. Indeed. Um, the next move is yours. Yeah. Again, the title was a reach. Yeah. Whatevs. Yeah, they're they're pushing it now. Who cares? Any house cleaning? Things to follow up on? Um, I looked up Sam Nazarian, and I'm an idiot. Like, all he's done is SBE stuff. Like, he produced a couple of movies. Um, he did produce Waiting. That really funny movie about, like, wait staff with, yeah. um, yeah. what's his face? Dan Cook? No, 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 no. Um. Oh, that's in Play of the Month. Um, some people say I look like him, although I think, like, an ugly version of him. Ryan Reynolds. Oh. You kind of have his eyes. I think it's the beard. Um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so that other than that, so I don't know him from anything else. So I don't I, know why I recognize him. Yeah. And I tried to look at the Scientology designer, but we'll have to come back to it and I will come back to it, but I couldn't remember her name and people's revolutions website is not very helpful. It is just a splash page with their address. So yeah. how Kelly Catrone. Um, and in the recap, they actually recapped the whole season. So we did get a lot of Kelly Catrone, which was exciting. Yeah. <laughs> which is funny because they showed a lot of Kelly Catrone in the recap, but she does not come up in the episode at all. But yeah. But she's always a breath of fresh. Always, 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 always. <laughs> we open the episode and we are at the electric building, which is apparently that's, it's clearly a former electric company. It looks like it's downtown LA, which is interesting. And Audrina is looking at a new apartment or loft with Justin Bobby. Well, and the building was actually called the Little Tokyo Lofts. Oh, okay. But the, let's see, above the doorway etched in stone, it said electric building. Okay, because the sign said Little Tokyo Lofts. Good for you. I didn't see it. So it's an old electric company that they've renovated and renamed. Yeah. There you go. Kind of like the Atlantic Plumbing Company here in D.C. I know. Love that movie theater. Yeah. So, Adrina and Justin are looking at this loft, which is gorgeous. Oh my god, it was beautiful. It's beautiful. Beautiful. And Adrina said it would be fun to decorate this, and I agree. I would love to know how much it's going for a month. I know. Even 10 years ago, I would say at least 3000 At least. Do you want me to look it up? Uh, sure. Yeah. What was the name of it again? Little, Little Tokyo. Little Tokyo Lofts. Okay. Why don't you describe what they talk about, because it's not... Oh, okay. So basically, like, they go into the apartment building, or they go into the loft, and they have kind of a continuation of the same conversation they had last week, where Justin Bobby says, like, um... It is on Skid Row, just oh, by the way. Nice. Um, so Justin Bobby basically says, like, you know, you're living by yourself in the back, you don't really interact with the girls anyway, like, wouldn't it be better for you to be here on your own, and you could have people over and kind of do your own thing? Um, and, uh, Audrina agrees and says, yeah. And she said, the only weird thing is that she keeps saying that she'd be so far from everybody. Well, downtown is far. No, no, no. But I'm like, for everybody who? Like, she'd yeah. be far from Lo and Lauren, but which, I mean, we don't know where Justin Bobby lives. We don't know where, um, Kiara lives, like, and her rocker friends live. I mean, I would think she'd want to be downtown and be close to, like, the Rainbow Room and the Whiskey A Go Go, which should be her hangouts. Right. I don't know. But I think, didn't Justin say a couple episodes ago he just moved to the beach? 
Oh, maybe. So I think he's over in Venice. Oh, okay. Or, obviously, West Side, very close. So she is pretty far. Um, and she... I mean, so they just kind of wrap it up, and it makes it seem like she's going to take the apartment. Right. Which, which is kind of negated later in the episode, but we'll talk about that then. I know. But long story short, it's a beautiful apartment, and I would consider it if I were her too. Oh my god, I'd move it in a second. It's gorgeous. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so then we go to Chez Ambiance, and Spencer is there, not Heidi, as we realized last episode, and Stephanie shows up, and he tells her that Heidi never came home last night, and she keeps asking him repeatedly, did you sleep here last night? Did you sleep here last night? That's not like you. What? Uh, uh, okay. Why? Because he's not on your couch? That's where he used to live. Like, that's not a completely foreign place for him to be. Whatever. And he says, I've lost my mind. You need to tell me where Heidi is. And she says, if I tell you where Heidi is, you need to not go crazy. No, she says, can you promise me you're not going to do anything crazy? Yeah. Well, and he's like, oh, of course, of course. And that that's not true. So he says, where's Heidi? And she says, in Vegas. Um, but she says, in Vegas with work. And my f- and her two bosses. Yes. And she says, and they're buying a casino or something. <laughs> oh, Stephanie. Um, and he says, no, she says she's moving to Vegas. Because then he says she's moving to Vegas? Question well, she mark? says, buying a casino or something. And he was like, what? And she's like, yeah, she's, she might be moving to Vegas for work. Yeah, and he says, all right, so I'm going to Vegas. You coming? <laughs> Which, I mean, I feel like everyone, including Stephanie, should have seen that coming. I don't yeah. know why that was a surprise. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so then we are in Las Vegas, and it took Frank and I a minute to figure out where we were. And we are at the Sahara, which is old Vegas. Old Vegas and no longer exists. So yeah. I looked it up, and um, it was imploded. In 2012. Yeah. Um, they rebuilt in the old space, and now the new casino, I believe is called the SLS, either SLS or SLE Casino. Okay. Um, so they rebuilt it from the ground up, and Bolt House does own it. But Sam Nasarian, like, split from SPE in 2015. So he doesn't have anything to do with it anymore. I believe that. Um, but yeah, so they basically... Um, so this was 2008, so I guess they bought it, maybe, like, redid it for a hot minute, and then just com- completely, like, razzed the whole thing and started from scratch. They do have good plans. So what's happening in this scene is that they're walking around the casino in the pool area and talking about all the things they're going to change about it. And Heidi's taking active notes like she's the architect. <laughs> he said, so when you come out to this pool, just imagine San Tropez, and Heidi is writing it down. That's easy enough to remember. I just wrote, I didn't need to write that part down and I remembered it. So there you go. Um, Heidi changed her skirt, but she's wearing the same tank top she was wearing on the jet. She's wearing uh, sort of a pleather black pencil skirt now. It's not quite pleather though, because it's got some shine to it, but it's something in that vein. Um, And then they go up to the presidential slash ambassador suite. (laughs) I like that they call it that. Um... And they keep talking about what, how amazing it is. I didn't get that vibe. The view is cool because you can see the strip. But you couldn't really see the strip. Like, I felt like it was all the way at the end of old Vegas because it looked like it was the other side. Yeah. I don't know. It wasn't that cool. They were just trying to make it cool. No. NPS, you guys, old Vegas still isn't fucking cool. No one fucking ever stays there. It's gross. 
I will say I enjoyed old Vegas because I'm not a big gambler and the gambling's a lot cheaper there. So yeah. I definitely played $5 blackjack at the El Cortez. Gross. But I would not stay there. No, it's disgusting. I stay at the Palazzo. Yeah. <laughs> but playing $5 blackjack was kind of fun because you could like put down a 20 and it didn't matter. Well, you, you can find $5 blackjack in New Vegas too. You just have to go to like the Stratosphere or somewhere or Circus Circus. Right, but they've done a lot to make Old Vegas less creepy over the years. I'm going to go with still gross. Yes, still gross, less gross, I think, is what, I've, what I'm trying to get at. Okay. The Golden Nugget is kind of a thing. You have to go oh, see... Oh, I hate the Golden of Nugget. Of course, I it's gross. burn it to the ground. Okay, I also went to Old Vegas in the middle of the afternoon, and you go to the Golden Nugget to see the actual Golden Nugget, and then you leave. Okay. <laughs> You're too busy at the club, like, high on life from the night before. No, I had a really bad gambling experience at the Golden Nugget. Oh. That's why I don't like it. Okay, was, there we go. Well, no, because I was playing blackjack, and the fucking dealer kept making all the decisions for me without checking. He would just be like, oh, you're going to hit. You're going to stay. And would just, like, put a card down or not give me. And I'm like, I get to choose. Well, he's Asshole. An, yeah. Well, that's not fair, and that's not how it works. So then we go to People's Revolution. And we are pretending that Lauren and Whitney are working again, if only momentarily. And it's the first time we've seen Lauren work, in air quotes, in a while. Yeah, we hadn't seen Whitney for a couple episodes either. And so Whitney holds up a yellow dress and says, this dress reminds me of Audrina. This feels like something Audrina would wear. How's she doing? Yeah, she, <laughs> it was a hard ink. Yeah. Doing, I mean, it was a very hard ink. Yeah. And Lauren says she doesn't really know. She's in the guest house. She doesn't go back there much, blah. And... Then Whitney says, oh, you feel like you're drifting? <laughs> <laughs> it was a double ink. It, it hurt was, so bad. Yeah. It hurt really bad. And Lauren said, you know, I'm inclined to go back there, but I also, I didn't do anything. And, you know, Whitney says, well, you guys should have a roommate dinner or something like that and just kind of bring it back together. And Lauren says, well, I feel like the thing that Audrina and I always had in common was that we live together. Other than that, we don't have anything in common. Which... It's kind of shitty. It's shitty, but wrong, true. But it's yeah. not not true. But see, here's the thing. Uh, I mean, about this, I put like like Whitney really speaks the truth. Like I feel like this whole thing, like Whitney really like broke it down and spoke the truth. Now I agree with Lauren. Now I feel like it, most ideal roommate situations, like when I was younger and had roommates, like that is the ideal roommate situation, which is the one thing you have in common is that you live together because then your lives aren't intertwined. So there's less chance for there to be friction. And for there to be, like, bad feelings. Like, if you just kind of live with the person and get along with them, but your personal lives aren't so intertwined, it's a much better roommate situation. So I don't understand why that's such a bad thing for Lauren. That's and why true. it's such a bad thing for Audrina. It's also not a bad thing, and it shouldn't prevent her from going back there and say, hey, what's going on? Yeah. Or we made dinner. I thought you were coming. Or I hope you are. Um, and my, my other real note about this, too, is I want to know the timeline. I want to know how long they have been living together. Well, later when we see the dog again, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say it's been at least two months since they adopted the dog. But And that's the thing is we don't know if it's been a week. We don't know if it's yeah. been six months. Like they don't, we, I need a timeline. I need some kind of reference point for this. Yeah. They've removed all indicators from our view, except for the dog. <laughs> Which is annoying because watching the show... It would seem like they've lived together for about two weeks, which is not long enough for Audrina to be looking for a new place for Lo and Lauren to be fed up. Like it, it I'm going to go on. My personal estimate is two to three months. Okay. Based on the size of the dog alone. Okay. So when they got that dog, I'm going to guess that that dog was several weeks old. It's teeny. 
Like, it's not walking right. It is puppy. And when we see the dog later, it's it's mid-sized. Yeah. So, that's what I'm going to say. Which means big old time hop. Because last week, yeah. they didn't even have furniture. Exactly. Yep. So then we go to, we're back in Las Vegas and Spencer is driving the strip in his BMW with Stephanie in the passenger seat. Which I was like, well, I was surprised they drove. Like, why didn't they just fucking hop on JetBlue or Southwest and be there in 20 minutes? Because it's more dramatic when you peel out. And sit in the car for four and a half hours? I guess. I don't, it's Spencer. I don't know. Maybe he got new rims and he wanted to break them in. So... Then he says, and I have, I have things to say about this later. He says, call Heidi, find out where she's at. And Stephanie's like, well, I don't want to be an accomplice. And then picks up the phone and directly calls Heidi. And P.S. you are an accomplice because you came with him. You're sitting in the passenger seat. You are an accomplice. Yeah. Okay. So then I'll get back to that in a minute. So Heidi says that she's having drinks with Brent and Sam at the Palazzo. And then in the fakest phone call possibly ever on the hills, top 10 anyway, Stephanie says, oh yeah, having drinks with the bosses, that really sounds like work, Heidi. She's talking to no No one. one. She's talking to no one on the end of that phone. So then they pull up to the Palazzo because the strip is not that long and they were already at the beginning of it when we saw him driving. So they get to the palazzo, he pulls up to the valet area, and Spencer just gets out. Well, and also, can we talk about the fact that there was not another car for miles? Yeah. They pull up, and there's no... And I'm sorry, in front of every hotel casino in Vegas... There's a line. There's 8 million limos, cabs, cars, yes. people. There was no one. No, and the strip is always busy. Always busy. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like MTV wouldn't have paid the money to like close it down, though. Maybe they filmed it at a really weird hour. They must have. Yeah. Yeah. It was dark out, though. Well, it could have been three in the morning. Yeah. But Vegas is still alive, then. But uh, you may not see as much, like, in front of the casino traffic I bet that's what they did. Because the valet was empty. Yeah. I've never... I mean, I've been to Vegas a million times. I've never walked out of a casino and seen only one car. No, and you see so many minivan, taxi cabs honking, and, like, families getting... Yeah, no. So he gets out at the valet and he just says, where's the club? Cool. Thanks. The club is right to the left. When you walk into the Palazzo, you cannot miss it. You practically, you could almost fall into the club before you fall into the reception area. And for those of you who haven't been, they are going to Laveau, which is the club in the Palazzo. Yeah. And I have intimate knowledge because my friend Maddie Potts was the manager of Laveau for years. Nice. So I had some intense VIP moments at the Laveau. Okay. Um, one time I partied there in my VIP section with Cheryl Burke from Dancing with the Stars Good during the height of her. Like, she just won Dancing with the Stars. Good for you. <laughs> well, I have some inside knowledge into this Vegas moment, which is shocking compared to you because I've actually stayed at the Palazzo. The one time I went to Vegas, now two times, but the first time I stayed there. So I could tell as soon as it was possible at the end, there's a big fake. Yeah, which we'll get to. So Spencer hops out of the car and leaves Stephanie in the passenger seat of his BMW at the valet. And this valet guy comes over and sort of gestures like what's happening. And Stephanie pretends to be embarrassed and says, I think he'll be right back. No, valet guys are used to the driver hopping out all the time. Clearly get out with him and take your bag by the way. So then 
Spencer goes straight to Heidi's table with her two bosses mm-hmm. and says, sorry to interrupt. I just need to talk to you for a minute. Well, and that's the other thing is that it did not, this is why the, uh, the other fact that the timing was off because it wasn't busy. And 10 years ago, Laveau was the shit. Like it was hard to get into. It was one of the most popular clubs in Vegas. Like it would be very crowded. Also, don't say you're sorry to interrupt when you're not sorry. And this is where I got really pissed off. Why didn't Spencer call her? Oh, because she wouldn't have answered. It's still just, why not wait at the door of the club until she comes out? Why not linger at the bar and text message her and say, I'm at Laveau too? Because that wouldn't make for good TV. I know, but it's just so annoying and it's so far-fetched. It's just not how it happened and it's really annoying. Okay, fair enough. The tension was for nothing. Yeah. It was for nothing. So that's all I have to say about that. It's clearly she did not block his phone number. Oh, no. She wouldn't have answered his phone call, but it's just stupid. It's really stupid. So he pulls Heidi aside in the club and says, I just can't have you here the way we ended things. Which sort of makes sense. He wants to at least resolve whatever is happening, even though we know it's fake. And he says, we need to be together. They are stronger together. In his yeah. defense, they are quite a tour de force. Um, and I don't remember what Heidi says. My next note is about her outfit. She doesn't say anything. Yeah. That's the thing. He oh. just talks and she just looks <laughs> forlorn. It doesn't say jack shit. Yeah, okay. Um, so Heidi's business Vegas outfits took a bit of a nosedive here. She's wearing a gold pencil skirt now, sort of high-waisted, bubbly-style hem, and I like it. And she's wearing a gray tank top with it, like a casual tank top, though, like something it looks like I could go to sleep in. But then underneath that, because she's a fan of the double tank top, as was I, but underneath the... the Underneath tank top is a white Henley tank top with buttons at the top, and it's equally as casual as the gray one. So it's almost like a sleeping tank top with a gold lame pencil skirt at a oh. club. Yeah, it's not it's not working. She looks great in a pencil skirt and tank top. That's no joke, but it, this combination's not working. So after Spencer leaves, I guess, she goes back to the table and has a conversation with Brent. And all he says was, this is not a joke. You get one shot with Sam. So, okay. Yeah. And then he says, you've got some decisions to make. Which I didn't understand because I guess they're sort of saying she needs to dive into her job or be with Spencer, but they haven't come out and said that. Well, I think that what he was referring to was basically, like, you've got some decisions to make in that, like, obviously you still have some fucked up teenage bullshit going on (laughs) if your boyfriend is showing up in the middle of your work trip and interrupting your dinner with your bosses. Like, you've got some decisions to make. Like, do you want to be an adult and have a career? Or do you you want to act like you're in an episode of Sweet Valley High? Do you want to be with a guy who would do this to you? Yeah. Yeah, well... So then we are back in LA and we are at the girl's house, the bitch pad. And I don't think that name should stick, but that's what I'm calling it for now. I think season four will open us up to new territory there. Mm -hmm. And 
The dog is huge now, as I've said. Yeah, it's a lot bigger. So, last episode, Lauren and Lo were holding the puppy in their hands, and it was trotting around like a puppy. It is teeny. It looks like it could fit in a purse. And now the dog, when it sits, is coming up to Lauren's hip bone, if not a little higher. Oh, when it sits. Yes. Yeah. I was thinking standing for it. Yes, you're correct. Yeah, because yeah, she's standing and chopping something and the dog is sitting. The dog is also old enough to be well-trained to sit while she's cooking. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about that. So they are preparing a roommate dinner, according to them. And Lo is sitting there eating all the cheese, which is what I do when I cook, too. If and she said she's going to have a giant ass so she yeah, keeps doing it. Yeah. If there's cheese involved, I'll just stand there and snack on it. It's bad. Lauren is wearing a white and blue sort of... She's in her watercolor dress phase, I think, the past few episodes. It's white and navy blue. It is a deep v-neck with spaghetti straps, flowy all around, but then she's belted it with this big white braided belt. It's not wrong. It's not entirely right, but... (laughs) She's got her hair pulled back again. Shock of shocks. And they are making some steamed crab and a salad, I guess. And they're excited that Audrina is apparently coming to dinner. Lo says she hasn't gotten the chance to know Audrina yet, even though they've been living together for quite a while, is what she said. Okay. Yep. And then as they're looking out the window, as they're chopping vegetables, Audrina is dressed to go out and walks right by the window. But see, this is where I have a problem. And she's wearing yellow, by the way. Did you notice that? Audrina? Yeah. I thought it was green. Maybe she was carrying a yellow purse or something, but it was yellow and it reminded me of the scene in People's Revolution. Um, so she, uh, this is the part where I have a huge problem. So they basically stare at her, watch her walk through the backyard, walk to the front and leave. And not one of them thinks to like yell out the door like, hey, aren't you coming to dinner? Or, hey, I thought we had dinner plans. Or, hey, where are you? Like nothing. Like they just stare at her and are like, oh, I guess she's not coming. I yell at my friends on the street if I happen to see them all the time. Yeah, it didn't make sense. And the other thing that's a problem is that, and this kind of comes up later, um, where this is unclear, because Audrina addresses it later in the episode, but um, it seems like they, like, casually invited her. It didn't seem like a set thing. It no. didn't seem like a set dinner that she was blowing off. Well, and as we hear later, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. It's it's bizarre. So then we go back to the Palazzo. Excuse me. And Brent is waiting at the valet area again for Sam, and he's repeatedly calling Heidi. Yeah. And Sam pulls up and says, we've got to go. You know, presumably the private jet is waiting. And he says, we're still waiting on Heidi. Let me give her one more call. And then he says, Sam and I are going to leave without you. And he gets in the Well, and there's of always a limo. weird back and forth about, like, the airport's backed up. We have to get going. Like, and I'm like, oh, you have a private fucking jet. You can go whenever you fucking want. But also, whatever. when the airport's backed up, wouldn't your flight be delayed? you think. earlier? Yeah, I know. Whatever. <laughs> just hashtag math. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so then Brent just shakes his head and he gets in the back of the limo. And then you see Heidi and Spencer coming down a long escalator together, carrying two huge Louis Vuitton duffel bags. Which Heidi did not have when they arrived on the plane. And the escalators, there are no escalators in the middle of the casino floor at the Palazzo. Nope. The Palazzo has those, no, maybe that's a Venetian, but they are joined. Those weird, like, flat escalators going up that faux mm-hmm. Roman thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
Who knows where this was taken? I was just proud that I busted a hole in something Vegas on this show. Also, <laughs> I love that it was Spencer and Stephanie and Heidi. Are we supposed to believe that the three of them stayed in Heidi's hotel room? That, like, they had makeup sex in front of Spencer's sister? My like belief is that Stephanie went out on the strip to score whatever she was on. I thought Stephanie <laughs> was a clean teen. I, who knows? Was she really? I think during this time period she was clean. I don't care either. I don't care. But I just think they're it's not like, even at the palazzo. It's all fake. Yeah, that's very true. And what? Where were they? I wanted your expert Vegas opinion on where they actually were. Who knows if they were in Vegas? They could have been in the fucking Galleria in L.A. But there were slot machines in the front of the shop. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I have it memorized every escalator in all of Vegas. So <laughs> it would, yeah, at least we know it's not the palazzo. They're wrong. No, yeah, for sure. Okay, so then we are back in L.A. one more time, and we are at the bitch pad, and we are in Lowe's bedroom, which is draped in anthropology bedding in a really bad way. Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> Just because anthropology sells it doesn't make it attractive. <laughs> so, And Laura- she's doing this very, like, super girly thing where she's laying in bed with, like, candles lit. Was she reading? I don't know. That was weird. Well, Audrina's doing a similar thing in the pool house, so whatever. Yeah, I guess. Um, so <laughs> Lauren sits on Lowe's bed and says she feels bad that Audrina's been feeling left out. And Lowe, again, is painted to be the dismissive one and says, well, I don't really care. I don't want to live in a house that makes me feel uncomfortable. Well, I put down that Lowe doesn't understand roommates because she basically no. says, like, I want to live in a house with a bunch of my girlfriends who are best friends and we do everything together. And I'm like, that's, that's not a good roommate situation. A good roommate situation, no. like I said earlier, is when you are cordial, you get along well, but you have your own friends and lives because then it doesn't spill over into your house. Yeah. But then Lowe won my heart a little bit when she said, she looks at Lauren and says, well, I'm glad that you're going to talk it out. Like, she has nothing to do with it. No. She just puts it right back on Lauren's shoulder and says, yeah, go talk it out with Audrina. I'm going to stay here in my anthropology bed. So, and then Lauren says something to the effect of, well, of course you don't understand. You have a 12-year lead on being friends with me than Audrina does. Whatever. Well, and I also put, too, like, I don't understand why they're so pissed. Like, what is the problem? You two have each other. You're besties. You get to share all your shit and do everything together. Like, why do you care if Audrina, who's not being mean to you, is doing nothing to you, is just kind of distant and living in your guest house? She's more introverted than you. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Make more effort then. Stupid. If you feel like she's left out. I don't understand either. So then Lauren goes outside. Should we discuss her outfit really quick? I don't even remember what she's wearing. Okay. (laughs) Allow me. So she's wearing a navy blue... With sleeves, they're actually very popular now, especially amongst the Real Housewives, I think. Off the shoulder, like ruffle-hemmed, kind of Mexican-inspired, the way the shoulders show. But then they have two spaghetti straps, like where the bra straps would be, and it's navy blue. Oh, so you mean it's off the shoulder, but with the strap? Yeah. So it kind of looks like she's wearing the thing that you're supposed to use to hang it on the hanger? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And it looks like a, almost like a Mexican beach cover-up. Mm. But it's navy blue. Yeah, whatever. So Maybe she bought it in the Don Antonio's gift shop. <laughs> Maybe. So she goes up to the guest house and actually knocks on the window. And Audrina's reading. Which well, really- <laughs> and the other thing I want to say about this is... <laughs> that like, made me laugh by itself. Audrina has no fucking privacy. She doesn't have drapes on anything. And that whole house is glass. The doors are glass. The window... Like, any, they can just look out the back window and see what she's doing 24-7. It also makes no sense that they are afraid to go back there and they won't cross the backyard even though they were laying by the pool five feet from her front door and they're all on BBM constantly. Yeah. I will text message my husband two floors up. 
I'll be yeah. like, you're awake yet? Like, I, I don't... <laughs> I don't get it. Everybody does it. It's dumb. So Lauren sits down on Audrina's couch and says that she never gets to, to see her. And Audrina admits that she feels weird going all the way upstairs to use the bathroom or to hang out or whatever. And Lauren says, but Lo and I want to see you. Which is genuine and sweet, I think. And then Audrina segues to saying, well, you've been ignoring me because of Lo. Yeah. I haven't seen otherwise. I'm team Audrina in this conversation. So Lauren denies that. And this is Audrina reiterates it again and says, you, we were fine until Lo came into the picture. And Lauren says she doesn't, she doesn't think that Lo is pushing them apart at all. And she doesn't let the opinions of others affect her friendships. And that's where the scene ends, actually. Well, it was such a nonsensical conversation. Nothing got worked out. Nothing no. got resolved. Lauren just leaves the guest house. Yeah. Like, Lauren cries. Audrina says it got, like, nothing was resolved. It was, I don't get the point of it. I don't either. In Lauren's defense, though, she doesn't really let the opinions of others affect friendships because she stayed friends with Heidi, even though Jason and all these other people hated her. Yeah. As we've learned. But I did love that um, when Lauren kept talking about how it was affecting her and Audrina said, um, it's not always all about you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hashtag Audrina. not always about you, Lauren. <laughs> yeah. So then the episode and finale of season three, thank God, ends with Heidi and Spencer in the BMW driving back to LA and pulling up to Shea Ambiance. And going home together. And I got very excited because Spencer was wearing one of my favorite things to wear during the time period, which was Are you a wearing distressed it polo. Oh God. I finally threw them away. I don't have them anymore. <laughs> but like I paid a fortune for them at the Barney's co-op and they all looked like they'd been through like a shredder. Oh my god! Like strings hanging off and like the collar all fucked up, and they were I like two hundred dollars. I remember the fucked up collar, and I feel like some people tried to do it themselves with like the rough end of the scissors. Oh no, and it I, wasn't. The I same. bought mine. Yeah, <laughs> but that's it. We've made it. We have made it all the way through season High three. High five, season three, done and done. Oh, thank God. Um. So we did get a little um scenes from season four. Uh, we're going to be seeing a lot more Kelly Catrone, thank God. Yeah. Um, and we get some new people for Lauren to date. Audrina was on a date with someone new also. Yeah, Audrina was on a date with somebody new. So um, join us next week as we delve headfirst into season four. Yeah, until then. <sighs> and that's our episode. And you can find the podcast on social media, Instagram and Twitter, at B. And if you have any comments or questions, you can email us at franklymareb at gmail.com. You can find me personally on Instagram and Twitter at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hey It's Mare B. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. We'd love it if you could go to iTunes and give us a star rating and review and please subscribe. Until next time. <laughs>